It's time for the What in the Podcast. Have you ever had a beloved pet tell you something? Like maybe an alert or someone around you is pregnant? Like the ghosts of humans, pet ghosts return for various reasons as well. Sometimes they appear to say goodbye. Sometimes they want to reassure their grieving owners that they're all right and that their spirits are always with them. And sometimes, as they often did in life, they're guarding their beloved humans, delivering a message or warning. Tonight, we're going to talk about creepy pets as well as ghost pets. Welcome to episode 78 of What in the Podcast? Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Mito and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Hello and welcome to the What in the Podcast. Ooh, hi, I do it better. Well, then you do it. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Don't make the claim if you're not ready to back it up. I did better than you earlier. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of earlier. I'm going to say this right now in case you didn't hear it when we did the cold open. If you listen to the very beginning, you're going to hear someone. You're going to hear my voice. Hear Tracy's voice. Someone react to it. As she's talking, we hear a, a woman. Sounds like a woman's voice go, hmm. It wasn't us. It's, a, it's about 11 seconds in. So just kind of listen. Go me. back to the opening and listen. You'll hear it. But anyway, how are you doing tonight, ladies? Yeah. Upright and mobile. That's always a plus. It is. Any news from Spook Central? Nothing new at either house. New North has been relatively calm. It's, it's you know, I, we've got the one thing that wanders through there, and I still think it's it's just a property owner because the land before 1950 was gardens and, and arbors and stuff. And you're you know? saying it wanders the yard? Yeah. Hmm. I think it, it. I think it's just something that walks the the circuit through, because mm -hmm. it's a flash of light. But that's you know, it's not a constant thing, but it's a regular thing. I haven't seen it recently, not since I took you know the time to to investigate my bifocal line. <laughs> <laughs> no lumps in the yard or anything. No like lumps that. in yeah. the yard. Okay. No. <laughs> there is a, a new black or new not black a new tabby cat in the backyard who thinks that the the garden. Uh, that it is trying to grow back in weeds is specifically for him. And I'm telling him, no, this is going to be, you know, garden food. Go away. Um, <laughs> at New North? At New North. It's not a, not the one cat that wanders in from your neighbor's house in no. your house? No. That screaming cat has been uh, taken away by her mommy. Mommy and kitten are now living at their own house. And she is not coming in to yell at me for being in my room. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Because, you know... Hey, listeners, want a yes. kitty? <laughs> Free kitty to get home. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, one thing I'm not kidding about that tonight we're recording, but it's also Adriana's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. I love you. 
I know you do. Biggest, best 21st birthday yet, right? That's right. Sure, why not? Well, the 21st birthdays are only getting bigger. It was low-key and quiet, and it was great, and I really enjoyed it. And thank you, Tracy, for the yarn and the binder (laughs) and the funny card that I absolutely love. is sitting up there with my mother-in-law's card, which made me cry. My mother-in-law remembered my birthday this year, and she made me bawl my eyes out. It was happy tears, though. I don't think she forced you to do that. I think that was all on your own. (laughs) What? The crying. Oh, no, she made me cry. The card made me cry. I'm sitting there trying to read it, and I'm tears are streaming down my eyes. My eyes are just all glassed over. I could it, it got to it got hard to read the end of the card. <laughs> but yeah. Well, tonight, as usual, we were scrambling for a subject. And uh, <laughs> because I'll be perfectly honest, and I have to apologize to you guys tonight for this. Last week, I had said that Lyle Blackburn would be on the show with us tonight. That was. Uh, misinformation on my part and i apologize he's actually going to be on next week's show so but we were all confused we were very (laughs) i thought it was last night tracy thought it was going to be monday next monday (laughs) and we were supposed to actually podcast yesterday because we were supposed to go do stuff for my birthday which we didn't end up doing but i spaced it and Mm -hmm. i autopiloted to my mommy's house which is not a big deal (laughs) at all (laughs) Mommy is important. And, and my mommy's like, go, go, podcast, podcast. Okay. And then, yeah. And then we didn't podcast. <laughs> we, we, I started doing research and had power losses and internet failures. and. Woo. So despite techno-foo <laughs> and having no plan, we actually did come up with a subject tonight. My fault. Well, since it's your fault, you want to tell us what the subject is tonight? The subject tonight is creepy pets and ghost pet stories. There you go. Yeah, we decided we were going to sit here and we've talked about uh, ghost pet stories in the past. Mm-hmm. We've had a few that we've talked about, like the trick or treat dog and the the blue dog and things and yes. and the black dog, of course. Um, and, and you our, might hear our our cat and dog. Yeah, you know, and you might hear a few stories like that tonight. Um, so we'll get into it. You want to talk about one of our pets, dear? Which one? How about Spooky? I ha- When we lived in Rancho Cordova, uh, we rescued two cats, uh, Spooky and Blue. And they were cats that belonged to a drug addict that we found out she used to hotbox her bedroom with methamphetamine. She'd smoke it. And both we lost both cats to um, kidney failure, sadly. Um, I was yep. out of town, and my, the cat that had, that had decided to latch onto me, most of all, was Spooky. And she was a tabby Maine Coon very large cat for what she was. And um, I loved her to pieces. And I came home because I was out of town at somebody's house doing something for someone like I usually do. And uh, I came home. She waited to pass away for me too. Uh, She, um, I hate to say this, but she was kind of spongy around her kidney area. She had renal failure. She had renal failure. And we know what happened and we know why she had renal failure, but yeah, she waited so I could hold her and tell her it was okay to go. And eventually she climbed into one of our large cupboards that went all the way to the back wall. And we found her later. Um, but yeah, she, um, she followed us when we moved from Rancho Cordova to here. She was always there. I feel her on my feet. Yeah, and death, I, did, death did not stop her from death joining did not us. Stop her from being with us. I yep. always, I'd see her out of the corner of my eye and, um, and you know, once we moved in here and we got everything situated, I kept, hearing her pat around we didn't have a cat at this time and here i hear cat footsteps everywhere i mean we still had our dog but i I, i'd hear cat footsteps all the time they it's very distinctive on the floor it wasn't just hearing i saw her 
going up and down the stairs. Yeah, we'd see her. Apparently, yeah, we see her shadow. Apparently, she liked those stairs. Well, we didn't have stairs when we lived in Rancho. Yeah, she was always going up and down them here. Cats like stairs. They like to play on them. Yep. It's just, it's it's a fact, actually, in my opinion. Yep. And um, I keep feeling her on my feet at night. And it wasn't the dog. The, the dog had her kennel or she, you know, sleep on the floor. She didn't like being on the bed too much, especially since she was older. Right. Uh, she liked sleeping at the top of the stairs because it was warmest right there. And uh, I find her on my feet and... And it was comforting. Now, when anything's on my feet, I find it very irritating and disconcerting these days. But <laughs> I used to feel her. And every once in a while, I still see her out of the corner of my eye. And there's nothing there. So. Not just her, though, actually, too. You I know. still see Honey Bear every once in a while. And Jasper. Yeah, we had another cat, a black, uh, a black Maine Coon. And uh, he, uh, he, he... He also suffered renal failure. Renal failure. We've had three Maine Coons that have suffered renal failure. Um Vets always say it, it, it's it not it's not always the owner's fault with this thing. It's a common thing, I guess, with Maine Coons. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're, even though they're not full blood, you know, they're mixed with other things. Yeah. But, but I've yeah. actually felt Jasper laying next to me in bed after he passed. Yeah. I still see him on top of the shower. Yeah, every turn. once in a while. He did like to climb doors. He used to leap from the sink in our bathroom to the top of this. We have this little square shower. And he'd leap up there and he'd pace around the corners by the door and then around to the back wall. And back and he'd pace up there. Yeah, and then he cried because he couldn't get down. Because he forgot how he got up there. <laughs> and then, oh, he he's also the one that tore the rubber off the bottom of our shower. Yep. When but yeah, so you still see him from time to time. From time to time, I'll I'll, I'll be in the shower because I or not the shower. I'll be in the bathroom, sit you know in the bathroom, just in the bathroom, and um, I'm distracting myself, and I see something out of the corner of my eye, and I, I kind of see him like a shadow moving back and forth up there, mm -hmm. and there's nothing there, and we have vaulted ceilings and skylights and everything, and it's dark, and there's no you know there's no uh no light coming in through the skylight, but there I still see something moving up there. Right, so. and then you said honey bear. Everyone's. <laughs> I I'm moving around down here cleaning or whatever. I've got the radio on or honey Spotify bear. on the TV, and Honey Bear or Australian Kelpie. We had an Australian Kelpie, and I'll see a shadow at the top of the stairs. Nobody's there. It looks like her lump. How she used to sleep on. She we have the a top of the have stairs, stairs yeah. and then we have a corner stair that's the diagonal step. But she used to sleep on the one right below it constantly, and because um, it was always warmest right there. Mm -hmm. The heater, for some reason, in this place does not heat the downstairs at all. Um, rises? And the air conditioner doesn't reach much, the bedroom actually. upstairs. Cold air sinks. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Um, <laughs> so what about you, Tracy? You got any creepy or weird animal stories from More your house in the north or anything like that? Um, I was raised with a dog sheep. My mom and dad brought him back from Japan, and he was JKC tapered, and an absolute love bug. And in Japan, he started telling on the women. He would. He would tell them that they're pregnant you sniff and push and like lay on the belly and, and definitely you know hey there's something going on here there's a baby type thing and my mom and and cindy, my other mother cindy brushed it off at first until you know found out pregnant and neighbor comes over and he does it again and you know pregnant what the heck you know type thing so he he would do that he would you know tattle on the moms before mom knew that she was pregnant and then years later, I was eight years old when he passed away. And I remember the night that before he passed, um, he came in to check on me. I was on a little waterbed. He 
jumped partly up. He didn't make it all the way to the bed because his back was going. He was literally three weeks shy of his 14th birthday for a, a jumbo doxy. That's, oh. that's a 37 pound dog. Okay, that's, that's right. a big dog. Right, it yeah, is. Yeah, for a dachshund. Dachshunds aren't normally that quite that yeah. big. He was jumbo and um, <laughs> sumo doxy. And, and he knew, he knew Jeffy, that's okay. Um, he, uh, it's a hot dog. <laughs> he would, I remember him poking his head up on the bed, sniffing my hand, licking my hand. I remember petting him. And then he hopped back down, or, you know, bowed back down, and I heard him whimper. And he oh. went in my parents' room. And I remember seeing my parents carrying him across the hall to the bathroom. Okay, this is my, my vivid memory. As an eight-year-old. So the dog oh. was telling you it's time. So he was telling me, I'm going now. Mm -hmm. um, the next day, Mom and Dad took him to the vets. I was very heartbroken because they didn't bring him back. I really wanted to bury him in the backyard. They said we couldn't do it. I called both others. But it's okay. Um, but every year on the anniversary, which is the 25th of August, okay, oh. I will, you know, my, my dad's now in my old room. And he even says, yeah, there's, you know, I get a, a movement in, and it's like a memory. Comes in, puts pause where my bed used to be. His bed is on the other wall, her 90 degree angle out from where mine was. And then goes across, it goes out the room, and you see him carried across the bathroom every year. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't visit, because I know that dog visits. Because I know that dog visits my house too. And this is my grandparents' house. He would go over there, he, he'd be harassed by the cats. That he would still come over and I'd hear, you know, heavy foot paws, heavy, you know, footsteps. Now, I, I do have a Queensland healer now, but Queensland healers don't walk like doxies. Mm -mm. And the, 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 Nothing walks like a dachshund. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 the small dogs they have don't walk like a jumbo dog. like low to the ground? No, they have a way. They, 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 you can, it's a different here. Well, that's because their legs are shorter. Yes. Than, yeah. Even Corgi doesn't have... That they same have step. The same, they have yeah. different steps. You well, can tell the different. difference. I mean, I mean, all animal, all dogs have different yep. footstep noise. I mean, look at our Pomeranians. It's tick, 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 all over the floor. Yep. So it doesn't yeah. make any sound on the carpet, though. He, no, he not on the carpet. Visit the house. And There's not much to him. <laughs> up to a couple of weeks ago, I was hearing my grandparents' cats, specifically, specifically Butch. Now I have carpet in the bedrooms, and I have carpet on the hall. My grandparents had carpet all over the place. We tore it out to begin with because it was 50-year-old carpet. It had to go away. Mm -hmm. um, I'm surprised it was still carpet. <clears throat> well, it barely was. Yeah. But, um, so we tore it out, rearranged it, and, we, and you'd hear the revving of the engine, the claws, as the cat's revving to run. You know, you could hear the butt wiggle as they're like tearing that. up and then shoot down the hall, and you would hear the skitter of feet and then the bang on the front door up over the curtain down the curtain and back down the hall into, into my grandpa's room. Now, that's now my kid's room and you'd hear it. And I'm like, that door is closed. The hall door is closed, but Butch is here <laughs> because Butch is here. Still doing his old, his old maneuvers. Yep. Well, that's, that's something else for sure. Excuse me. Sorry. I get a little flabbergasted here in these stories because I think it's great that our pets still hang on to us, mm -hmm. but I've, they're also weird. They do a, a lot of weird things. I belong to a group uh, called Proof of Life After Death on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And there are so many 
amazing stories. I'm not going to share anything with anybody, but a lot of people talk about their kids and other loved ones, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of pet ones out there too. Well, we're attached to our pets. It's just like happening. They're attached kids. to us They're our fur too. babies. How, how upset do they get when you leave and how excited when they start thinking you're coming home? Yep. They won't shut up. They keep barking. They'll bark at nothing thinking you're coming home. Well, they're expecting it at a certain point, too. It's like they can tell time or they can sense your they approach. They can't tell time. Trust but me, they, they cannot but tell they time. But they do weird but things. They, you have know, you ever they ha can tell time because they get to know how your scent fades. So if you leave at 4 o'clock in the morning you come back at 6 o'clock each day, and your scent fades to a certain point, they start looking for you. This is the time pattern. This is where you leave and the smell is at this scent level and you come home. They have scientifically proven that. Oh, I don't doubt that, but they're wrong about when he comes home. Okay, but it's not it's not <laughs> they're just, wrong by hours. But it's not, what I'm talking about isn't just that. ours. <laughs> I'm talking about pets who do things like bark at walls. Mm -hmm. They're like growl, dust motes that aren't there. Growl at growl at uh shadows. A chair or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because they sense something's there that we can't see exactly. or hear. You know, and that's that's that and go, and the ghost stories too. I, I'm not discounting either one, but we, that's what we're talking about tonight. So we've compiled a list of stories about creepy pets and ghost pets, and we're going to talk about them tonight. Um, Tracy, you want to start us off? Sure. So I have some creepy pet stories, and this is from oh, Bustle.com. And it's stories from Reddit. Oh, give me back my arm. Thank you. So uh, I didn't take it. <laughs> no, my, my project <laughs> did because, you know, projects do that. Um, come on, phone. Or phone, computer. There we go. The dog inspects every single room at 3 a.m. each night, which would be technically each morning, but that's okay, guys. Uh, the hour 3 a.m. is said to be the witching hour, and the post by the user of Old Rocking Chair seems to currently support that. They said, we have a dog, mentioned my other post, we spoil him a lot too. He sleeps outside, but after a few days of rainy nights in August, we let him sleep inside. Additionally, he barks practically everything that passes in front of the house at night, so to shut him up, we keep him in. He used to have a collar and a leash that kept him kept him in place at night. He knocked over a table and they bolted my sister's phone when he wasn't tied down. He didn't like to be alone at night downstairs. He would wake us up with all his whining. We thought he did it just because he was tied down or wanted to be upstairs with us. Finally, I relented and brought him upstairs. No collar, no leash. Stop the whining. But here's the thing. Quite literally, every night, 3 a.m., our dog gets up, does an inspection of all the rooms. Not before 3 a.m., not after 3 a.m. Our bedroom doors are always open, so he has free access to all around. If he happens to be sleeping in someone's bed, he gets restless, waking up the person, must be let down. Due to a small accident when he was a puppy, our dog is afraid of jumping down from places, even the small gap from bed to floor. But at 3 a.m., like clockwork, he wakes up. We don't let him get down. And when we do let him get down, he goes from room to room and sleeps in the hall in, in the doorway in the doorway of my parents' room. I can talk, I swear. It <laughs> happens every night that we could observe him. He started bringing uh, bring him upstairs in September. I don't know what happens on us at 3 a.m., but several times we do catch him in the act. He looks from doorway to, of one room to doorway of the other. Whoever owns the room he, that, that, and finds who they're looking at stares at that person looking at them and then back to the doorway again. So he just checks the house every day at 3 a.m. So see, they can no time. This is the time that I have to pr parole, parole, patrol. This is the time I have to make sure that something or something is wandering through the house. Maybe it's 
someone's time clock is wrong and there's a walker. If he's doing it consistently, then he's probably he's sensing something. Mm -hmm. Be it an odor or a presence, a dust mode, I don't you know, whatever. But yep. he's doing it at a consistent time. And then the creep factors there because he's doing it at night mm -hmm. or the early morning hours. And he's checking each room, look for the occupant, back the door. So there's Stephen I mean, King that tweenies and you make sure they're okay. And tweenies and are you okay? And then guards mom and dad's door. Right. And maybe he just feels it's his job to protect the family and he's monitoring them. Who knows? Could be. Yeah. Could be. I mean, who knows what goes on in a pet's brain? A lot of barking, yowling. True that. I step on mom's face while she's sleeping. Odorous. <laughs> That's catisms. <laughs> well, shall I do a ghost story? Sure. Okay. I'm going to talk about the demon dog of Valle Crucis. One of the most frightening apparitions in the catalog of North Carolina hauntings comes from the quiet mountain town of Valle Crucis. The small town takes its name which is Latin for Valley of the Cross, from the two streams which meet at right angles in the middle of the valley. The morning mists linger longer in the Valley of the Cross than anywhere in the mountains, and even on sunny days, the town has a quietness to it that seems to set it apart from the rest of the world. But it's at night that the supernatural side of Valley Cruces reveals itself, actually. There's a certain old stone church located along Highway 194, just on the edge of town, where among the leaning graves in the churchyard cemetery, something that could not possibly be from this world steps in and out of the shadows. It happened one time that two young men were driving along this road around midnight. It was a clear night, and the moon was full, bathing the valley in an eerie white glow. As the car turned a corner passing the old church, the two young men saw a shadow leap out from behind one of the graves and into the road in front of them. Swerving to avoid whatever had landed on the road, the driver slammed his foot on the brake and pulled off onto the side of the narrow road. Wondering what he had almost hit, he craned his head around over his shoulder to see what was in the road. It was a dog, but not an ordinary dog. This was a dog as tall and as wide as a full-grown man covered with bristling black fur and bearing its massive yellow teeth. The animal's eyes were glowing, not reflecting light like a dog's eyes will do, but actually glowing, burning with a smoldering red light that seemed to have about, about it, sorry, something that of the very fires of hell. The one young man turned to the other and asked, did you see that? No, his friend replied, and neither did you. <laughs> The animal began to walk towards their parked car. By mutual and unspoken agreement, the driver lifted his foot off of the brake and slammed it down on the accelerator. They roared off down the mountain road, taking the hairpin turns and twists of the road at 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. It was only when the driver looked in the rearview mirror that he realized the dog was still following them <laughs> and keeping up and even gaining on them. That's yeah. Panicked and expecting the jaws of the dog to wrap around the bumper of the car and drag it back into hell, the driver gave one final push on the accelerator, and just as the beast was about to catch them, the car leapt over the bridge, over the water just below where the streams meet in a cross, and the dog stopped following them. They watched it fade into the distance and wondered what supernatural law it was that the animal was obliged to obey 
and that kept its territory limited by the boundaries of the water. The two young men drove into Boone and went to the local Waffle House, since it was the only place around that was open 24 hours, and they both knew that neither one was going to sleep that night. Yeah. That's a pretty creepy story. I, I wouldn't sleep neither. No. And, and the fact the animal stopped where the river crosses, that actually kind of makes this, this, yeah, a bit of sense to me because, to be well, you got not only running water, but you have technically what's, a what would be a crossroad. Water crossroad. So, you know, there's there's some there's some magic or something going on there, you know. Yep. You have borders, yep. bumper borders right there. Do not pass go. Do not, Do not collect two hundred dollars. Do not collect two souls. Do not eat the bumper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you want to do another one? Sure. Okay. This is the dog that knew something horrible. People often say the dogs are the truest test of character. If they don't like something or someone, there's a reason. User Choding had a story that seemed to support this idea. I don't know if this counts as scary, but when my dog was younger, she always was friendly. I'm putting this in past tense because she's an old grouch now. And I would and would happily approach anyone who came into our house. But one day a guy that my brother worked with had come over into our house while it was just me and my mother at home. As soon as the dog saw him, her hair stood on end, she took a defensive position, started viciously barking at him. We kept telling her to stop, but she wouldn't let up. She's a small dog, but looked intimidating. The guy ended up bleeding. A few months later, no word of a lie, he was arrested on civil counts of rape. Dogs. No. no. Oh. You tell your story. I knew you were going to bring go that up. It. Yeah, go ahead. That's why we're here. <laughs> Our neighbor passed away. She was a really nice lady. I got to know her pretty well. She was on medication. shouldn't be in the sun. It caused her to get dizzy and fall into the pool, hit her head and fall in the pool mm -hmm. and drown. And so we were at the wake... And one of their acquaintances, who happened apparently found out later she was a drug addict. She had a the acquaintance, pan. not not the, the queen, not not the lady, but their acquaintance who was also there. I was sitting on a bench out by the office back when I was still smoking. Thank God I don't do that anymore. And I was sitting there with my dog because I had just taken her for a walk. And this woman comes up, and she comes up at us pretty quickly, you know walking but still pretty quickly my dog would not let her get anywhere near me she was going to hit me with that hand she had um i found out later from mm -hmm. the neighbor dog would not let her get any dog almost ate her face and our dog even when she was old and cantankerous loved everybody there that was the only one and only time i've ever met i've seen that dog not like somebody it was this one person and because she loved everybody. She loved our apartment manager. She loved the cranky old guy that worked in the office occasionally. I didn't I, really love her. <laughs> oh, he loved her. Well, yeah. Everybody loved he, her. He loved her, but he loved her grudgingly because he didn't want people to know. He like he'd sneak her treats. <laughs> yeah. That's he was a curmudgeon. He'd sleep, sneak, sneak her treats and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, she like I said, she loved everybody. There was I never she I I'd never seen her growl at anybody like that. It was so Weird. You, you saying that makes another memory of my <coughs> dad's dog. Because I was raised in a Star Trek fan club. Okay, we had parties at the house on a regular basis. Guys were over, girls were over, Star Trek fandom, mm -hmm. typing of fanzines and newsletters and all that fun stuff. One guy comes to the house and the dog doesn't like him. And he kicked at the dog because he didn't respect the boundaries of the house. He just, mm -hmm. you know. So he never came back, but Chris memorized his look, not his smell. Uh -huh. Another guy comes in. And this time it's one of mom's sign class guys. 
completely different, looks the same. <laughs> okay. And he gets treed every time he came to the house. He was up on a bench, feet up, tucked up, nope, 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 because he knows he's a good guy. But Chris is like, no, no, you kick me. <laughs> it wasn't the vicious bark of, of, of I'll kill you. It was the bark of you kick me. Therefore, no rest for you. I well, remember at least that. it was a resemblance. It's not like the dog was nearsighted or something. No, like he, he, but, and it was just, you know, I remember mom and dad telling me about this because I was little when, when, when the jerk kicked at the dog. I was three, four, and five when the, the, the sign guy is coming over. And I know he's a good guy, okay? I just, this is also the same, same guy that we went to his apartment and I remember playing with the kids to the door. Mm hmm. And mom told me later on, no, that was a mirror. Like, no, you guys weren't in that door. Right. In the mirror, that was a completely different room. I'm playing with the kid through the door. Because that's not me in the mirror. Yeah. Anywho. Hmm. He was a cool guy. Chris just would treat him because anywhere we were at. Until he looked like somebody else. He looked like somebody else. Yep. Go to the park. He's up on the bed. And he will nope, nope. <laughs> well, that's fair, I guess. So I guess it's my turn next, huh? Uh -huh. Okay, well, let me see here. Speaking of, uh, I mentioned the black dog earlier. Mm -hmm. This is another black dog story that I actually haven't done anything about. It's called the Black Dog of West Peak. West Peak. And I actually have a source on this. It's written by Ray Bendici. Or Bendici. Bendici. Probably, yeah. Probably Bendici. <laughs> my Italian accent's not so good. <laughs> Anyway, it goes, animal lovers beware. Looming over the city of Meriden, Connecticut, are the scenic hanging hills, allegedly the highest spot on the east coast that's within 25 miles of the shoreline. A range of rocky peaks created by an ancient lava flow have drawn countless visitors over the years to Hubbard Park, thanks to the rugged beauty and spectacular views. The distinctive Castle Craig is a century-old stone observation tower and sits atop East Peak, over a thousand feet above the sea level. On a clear day, you can literally see the Long Island Sound to the south, all the way to the foothills of the Berkshires in Massachusetts to the north. But it's not the panoramic beauty you see from Castle Craig that's the problem. It's the supernatural canine of West Peak that can cause you despair, and possibly death if it comes your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> Over the years, people have told of encounters with a small, vaguely spaniel-like, short-haired black dog. Sounds cute. I'm Off sure if you see it, it's <laughs> not cute. Spaniels or small dogs are vicious creatures. This is true. Often it's described as having come out oh. of nowhere, and despite its sad eyes, being quite happy to have human companionship. Like any good phantom, it leaves no footprints and makes no sound when it barks or howls. Yet it leaves quite an impression. For it's said that the black dog... If a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. If it twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. As you might expect, there are numerous tales of those who've met their end after seeing the black dog a third time. Would be a proper legend if it wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. So stories of the black dog victims go back as far as the 1800s. As many as a half dozen people are believed to have been cursed to death by the creature, including as recently as the 1970s. By the way, as far as we know, the Black Dog of Meriden is not related to the Black Dog of Led Zeppelin fame. <laughs> Although with special creatures, you can never be sure. Just had to throw that in there, I guess. 
<coughs> you okay there, Tracy? You broke her again. <laughs> hey, I didn't write that part. Okay, it was just there, and the, it was there in the quote, so I had to include it. Uh, you okay, dear? You were jumping around for a second there. I've heard this one before. Oh, okay, okay. That's all I was saying. She has a memory. Of but I don't think we did it. I mean, no, I mean, I we've said... done we've done black dog stories before. I think our second episode was black dog. Um, but I don't think we did a, a U.S. story like that. No, but the story sounds familiar to my ears. Mm, well, okay. Maybe it is. Anyway, uh, Tracy? So the next I have is the dog who got freaked out by a Ouija board. Anyone who knows me knows I don't do Ouija boards. So I'm on your side already, puppy, and I haven't even read it. Okay. <laughs> me neither. Not fully. So the story comes from Veritas Way. certainly seems like evidence that dogs really can't feel spirits in the room. They said, as a teenager, my best friend would come over and play Ouija board with me. One day, we, one day we decided to play at his house and we summoned a spirit of a little boy named John. Summoned in quotes. John in quotes. Go figure. We thought nothing about it and ended the game. My best friend walked home. When we got back to my place, we decided to play again. We did this outside. My dog, Lucky, joined us, laid at my feet while we played. Well, we summoned the spirit, asked for his name, started spelling J-O-H-N. Right when we got to the end, Lucky jolts up, starts barking in the darkness of the long, empty corridor, goes crazy as if he's about to attack. Lucky never barked. He's the most docile Chitsu that you've ever met. That night, though, he was on attack mode. My best friend and I immediately stopped, burned the board, and never played again. A lot of other freaky stuff happened. We lived across the street from our cemetery. That, that gives me vibes of, of Chris reacting. Yes, yeah, I have a lot of stories with Chris. That's okay. Of Chris reacting to mom and dad and other mother and we're talking about the dog Chris. Yes, the dog Chris. Well, that's why um, we're here to talk about that stuff. You know what? And you know they're they're doing Ouija board or or Cindy having pie on the bed and and pie never pie bucket never slept on the bed with her. And she wakes up in the morning and, and yeah and the there is a broom in the room and the broom is broken in three pieces around. Like pie was there to shield mm -hmm. the attack. Yeah. Animals see, see the spirits. Yep. Animals are descenders of spirits. And sometimes they are the spirits, which I'm about spirits. to get into again here. You guys ever heard of uh, the Capitals Demon Cat? No. Okay. Well, apparently. Um, Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C., yeah. The White House. Under the White House? Yes. Yes. Would you okay. like to tell she the story? No. <laughs> <laughs> she has heard it. I have not. I mean, if you want to tell the story, go ahead. I don't know. I don't remember the story. It's been years. See, I when I was younger, I was all into all this supernatural stuff, different places, uh, all across the country. But I remember this this cat that isn't a cat exactly either. It's a spirit, but it turns into something else. Quite menacing. Go ahead. Okay. Story. Okay. <laughs> Am, am I well, right? You are correct. Okay. In the see, fact that, that I do that you know this story. Way back when they used to release cats in the in the basement tunnels of the Capitol in order to kill the rats that were there. But this isn't just a cat. There is uh, <laughs> but the legend comes from this that apparently there is a cat with glowing red eyes that it supposedly shows up at the Capitol uh, when uh, natural disasters strike or important events happen. Um, this particular cat was supposedly seen before the 1929 stock market crash. And yeah. Um, you're going to whisper and tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So it supposedly was seen before the 1929 stock market crash. 
And before JFK's assassination. I think it was also seen before 9-11. Possibility. I be- I, I'm not going to swear to it, but I think it was not seen in the story. It's not in the story, if but it, the it wouldn't surprise it me either. But it, but it's not a cat. I mean, it has glowing red eyes, but it's a big demon cat, panther type panther. cat. Well, it doesn't specify here. I mean, it could. Well, just the story be... I heard about it, it's a panther. It, oh. it, it, it's a cat that doesn't. You look at it and it's a cat, but then it. You should have told the story. I probably should have. Yeah. I don't remember all of it. Well, that's why I want you to interact with me more, dear. Nah, yeah. I live with you. I don't want to interact with you. Oh, fine. <laughs> Tracy. So, <clears throat> the next one I have is dog who definitely noticed something. It's a short one. One of the worst things to, is when a dog notices something and you can't in the dark. It says Octopoodle, the user. That's a cute name, Octopoodle. <laughs> I'm great to see for Boy, okay. that's a Bond movie I don't <laughs> want to see. <laughs> I'm just seeing uh, uh, Anywho, never mind. The, the visual A or visual things that's going to be forever with me now. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Channel surfing. Yeah, click. Click. Dang it. Let your clicker in the bag. Yep. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Lying on my bed, reading with my dog at night. My bedroom door is open, and my room is the only room in the house with lights on. It's completely silent. I take a quick glance at my dog, and the dog is staring out the door into pure darkness. I see him slowly tilting his head to the side, which only does when he sees or hears something that seems bizarre. He growls for a good minute, and notices me staring at him, and wags his tail. That's... I'm protecting you. You weren't supposed to see that. There's something here, but we're okay. Yeah, I don't have to, to, to make an octopoodle. But it's got to be done like, like, like Odin's horse. The Just do it real fluffy with little short, stubby eight legs. Oh, poodle no. always have short no, it's, legs. It's, it's got to have spirals mm. like the jellyfish. But it's going to be a poodle body shape, but it's going to have like the. Do a pop poodle body? Do a poodle body. That's, a, that's actually a, a pattern. What the hell was that over? I don't know. Because Maybe she's barking at something that we can't see. We're talking about a <laughs> But a pop poodle body but, with, but like, with, maybe she's talking with about jellyfish something we can't spiral see. legs. <laughs> she can picture it, too. Well, then crochet it. Make it happen. <laughs> I could. We could do it. We, we, could, Tracy. Do it. we could do it. We're in trouble. Okay. All right, so I guess I'm going to tell the next story. Uh-huh. Maybe, because Adrian knows this one, too, actually. Dun, dun, dun. Christopher Knight, haunted by a creepy child in two ghost towns. You know that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to tell it? No. <laughs> That's what you said last time. I didn't want to tell the last one either, but I wanted to, make, you I wanted to know if it was a panther one or not. But you, but you did. I've heard different versions of it. Yes, she's actually mouthing the words to me. Is it a panther? <laughs> and, and her hands are going from small to big. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just along to hang out. Because, <clears throat> yeah, you know who Christopher? I, you know who Christopher Knight is, Christopher of course. Christopher Knight, Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch. That's right. And I'm too young to know about that, but I do anyway. So he's done some some ghost documentaries, uh, ghost hunting episodes, celebrity ghost story. Yeah, in his own right. This is one of the stories that he told on. Yeah, it. when he was filming this particular ghost episode, he said that the cat that the cast stayed at a creepy oh, old bed and breakfast. Oh, what's McCall? Was there too the, the one that plays Bobby? Go okay. to sleep at the house too. Okay. Let's like put that up. I won't tell the story, but I'll contribute. <laughs> That's fine. So they're saying this old bed breakfast. And he says one night he woke up and found two spectral hunting dogs looking at him. Then he said that there was also a girl that was gazing at him too. Uh, after that, the next day he talked with the owner 
He showed them a fireplace picture. The owner did. Of the uh, two. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Doberman pinchers. Yeah. It a doesn't say Dobermans, but yeah. But it was a pair. He, he, he said it was a pair of Dobies, a hunting Dobies, yep. I guess, or something. And Knight did, say, Knight did say that these were the dogs he saw. Mm-hmm. And he was still a kid. They were still filming the Brady Bunch when this happened. Okay. I'm just telling you. I don't have that information. So well, if, I, if that's I watch true, stuff fine. like Celebrity Ghost Story. I don't watch that one that gets possessed all the time. Ghost Adventures? Yeah, I won't watch that. I okay. don't like that dude. He irritates me. I've seen interviews with her it. and he just, with, with her, with him, and it just irritates me. His his voice, his face, everything about that man. She, I broke, look, I she broke Tracy. like Zach Maggins. Okay, he's we've a, established that. He's a, he's a drama queen. I'm sorry. I broke but Tracy he's a rich again. drama queen. Oh, he is, because people fall for his bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. Easy. I apologize for that. Yes, I know it's supposed to be a family show, but I don't know very many kids we'll, that We'll forgive you because it's your birthday. Well, hot darn. What was it I said earlier that broke Tracy? I, I don't remember anymore. Something snits? Bullshnitz. Bullshnitz. That was it. Something weird. <laughs> my count was off on my It was stitches. clean. It was clean. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dog in the closet. Ever wonder? Or it's, it's even weirder when the dog and the cat get together and do something creepy. As user city. All right, stop right there. You already talked about the dog in the closet and the cat do something weird with the dog. That just took my brain to a whole other place. Cat dog. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what sorry. the heck did you I just wait? Wait, wait, what did I just miss? <laughs> well, the dog was in the closet. Did the dog come out of the closet? And the cat and the dog. Is, cat he, dog. is he transcatchable? <laughs> I'm not broken, but my gosh, people are crazy. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh, the user, City for Hansis, said he woke up at about 3 30 in the morning to a small bark, and the dog wasn't, uh, the dog doesn't come when I call her. I walk out to see my cat and my dog sitting by the hall closet door, just staring at the knob. The dog is wagging his tail and waiting for it to open like there's something on the other side. Could have been a scene for a horror movie. That's the end of that story. Okay. I'm sure, I don't know if our listeners are going to understand that at all, because I didn't follow any of it. So, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> Dogs thought there was something in the closet. Okay. Yeah, dog, dog barks, you know, mom goes, hey, come here. Our dad goes, hey, come here. Dog doesn't respond. And dog and cat are both looking at the closet door eagerly like something's going to come out of it. It's like, you know, when they're waiting for you to come home at the front door. Yeah, and I want to shoot ours. <clears throat> Don't say that. Oh, I love our dogs, but listening to them bark on and off for hours waiting for you to come home. Oh, my God. But you're I not want painting to... yourself in a very good light saying on air that you want to shoot them. Are they still alive? Have I done any damage to them physically or emotionally or anything? No. What's going on? She's hacking. She coughing again? Yeah, our dog is our dog is hacking. She got the she got the bug, whatever it is. She's got something. But no, I don't want to I don't actually won't actually hurt them, but there are days, especially when I have a migraine and they're sitting there and they start barking at noon and you don't get home until after 2.30 and they, and there's nothing going on outside and they're barking 
like something's there. You check the ring app and there's nothing there's there. There's nothing outside. I open the door, which sets them off again. I can't open the front door without them going insane. Well, the problem ringing is they hear the door open, they start barking. I don't understand it. I love my dogs, but I want to, like I said, there are days I want to shoot them. Mm -hmm. I don't because I'm not a bad person. You shoot them with a water pistol. That's it. You're right. Okay. Not not as bad now. Well, we have waters. All right. Well, do you know the story I'm going to tell this time? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. I don't know. It's possible. You know, I know a lot of these things. The haunted intersection where ghost horses roam. I've heard of it. Oh God. <laughs> Hey, you're married to me. I was weird before you met me. I learn about all these. I study this stuff. It's like it's it's like I have to know. It's like I need to know. That's okay. why I have all these ghost books on all across the U.S. Okay. I have the weird U.S. books. I you well, know well then I'll start reading this and I'll wait for you to start thumping the table saying I know what this is. I know what this is. I'm not gonna do that. I'll thump you instead. Yes, so, you're so abused. Cats and dogs are by far the most common animals reported in non-human haunting. Snakes, too. Thank you, dear. <laughs> but large domesticated animals are also reported to return from the grave. Oh, sorry. In the Chicago suburbs, there are stables and riding trails in the woods this near the busy... <laughs> there are stables and riding trails in the woods near the busy intersection of 95th Street and Keene. One of the trails crosses this dangerous junction. You okay, dear? No. <laughs> okay. Until recently, there was no traffic control device to allow those on horseback to cross safely. And at least seven people and some horses were slain. There have been numerous reports of ghost horse sightings, especially at, near or near, at night or near dusk. Dozens of motorists have seen what appears to be a horse and rider in silhouette attempting to cross from one side of 95th to the other. When drivers slow down to look at the pair, they suddenly dissolve from view. These figures don't simply disappear near one side of the street or the other, but often right in the middle of the road. Probably where they were hitting. Oogie woogie. Oogie woogie woogie. Yeah. So, do you know that one, dear? She's nodding yes. Of course she knew that one. Anyway, I've heard a lot of these and read a lot of them before, but I don't remember all of them. Well, and thank you for, for sort of keeping your composure while I read that story. I'm so sorry about that, but I couldn't keep my you're all suburb of Chicago. I was like, Mr. O Mrs. O'Leary's house. Not that story. No, but think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be okay. surprising. Okay. They died in a This fire. is the most we've heard from Adrian any episode. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm in a weird, rare form tonight. Tracy? Okay, so this one is the dog who senses a ghost. If you have any doubts that dogs can sense spirits, read the story from Zero Cool 72. The previous owner of my wife's house committed suicide in the house. She didn't, she didn't know until the neighbors mentioned it a few years after she had bought it. Her dog would randomly stare at a certain wall in the living room and growl, like in the middle of the wall. It would be six inches from the wall and would have to touch the dog and let her know, let her know to stop. She was zoned in, calling his name, and had no effect. So glad we moved. <laughs> Short but wild. Mm -hmm. Really quick. What, where, uh, I thought, I didn't know if it was just this state, but I thought it was all states, that if somebody dies in the house within 10 years, you have to be 
notified of it, even if it's not a murder states. thing. I think, I, it's a, it I think it's a state by state thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I know in our state, you it has to be disclosed, and it's only just. I think it's only like ten or twenty years because you know hundreds of years. People everywhere, every square inch of wherever you are, someone's died somewhere. You know, but I just I always thought you had to disclose that. But I don't. Like I said, I don't know the laws for state to state. I okay. wonder. Okay, Sorry. well, that's <clears throat> all right. Um, along with all these ghost animal stories, I got a few that are a little on the woo woo side. Woo woo! Okay. Speaking of Woogie, this one's called Wiggy, who sensed asbestos from beyond. Asbestos? Yes. The strange encounter occurred after nursery school teacher Deborah Tadman's oldest cat, Wiggy, passed. Grief stricken. Deborah called animal communicator Sharon Callahan to contact the spirit of her lost pet. As Deborah recounts, Wiggy and I had a very close relationship and I felt as if I had lost a child. He had seen me through marriage, divorce, other relationships, three house moves, and other life experiences. Sharon was able to reach Wiggy in the great beyond and told Deborah Wiggy was concerned about her apartment because it was a toxic place. About a year later, Deborah decided to paint her apartment and discovered asbestos and highly toxic mold in the walls and ceiling okay. and aluminum wiring in grave danger of causing a fire. Deborah is forever grateful to Wiggy. To this day, I can't believe how accurate and true that reading was. There's no way that Sharon, the animal medium, could have known that the asbestos and mold were beneath the walls. Ta da! Ta Sorry. <laughs> Positive result, but still a little woo-woo. Yep. If you, um, you know, unless you believe psychics can talk to pets too. And I, and personally, I kind of do. I don't see why not. Yeah. Animals have feelings and emotions just like we do. What's wrong? Apparently. Trying not to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> um, the only thing I can give you is paper towels. And apparently in the afterlife, they can talk too. As we'll find out later. Well, where was that show we were watching where that one medium helped the snake cross over? Uh, That's why I was like Snake. I don't think it was a show. I think it was a podcast. We're no, it was, a, it was a TV show. She was at a farmhouse. i just trying to remember what I don't remember was. that one. We've watched so many over the years. <laughs> anyway, Tracy. Okay, so the dog who barked at the wall. There's a burning theme at this point. Oh, yeah. The creepiest thing is when your dog wakes you up by doing something terrifying. The user Cyber Tiger says, When I was a kid, my family and I lived in a house that was cur curiously active. Nothing too concerning, just the occasional creak of footsteps during the night, small knickknacks that would mysteriously tip over out of the corner of your eye. Anyway, one night I was sleeping in bed and that I had shared with my two little sisters when our chocolate lab Revington lumbered into the room, jumped in between us. I was half asleep and scratching his ears when suddenly he jerks his head left and starts barking at the empty wall three feet away from me. After about 20 seconds of deep, back-bristled barking, he relaxes, turns back to me, continues licking my face. I'm not sure what he saw that night. But I'm pretty sure the dog saved me from from whatever it was staring uh, from saved me from starring in the Exorcist reality show. My parents have long since moved away from the house, but I still have recurrent nightmares of waking up in my old room. Something was trying to attach. I think if he's having night nightmares of the, of the room, oh yeah, recurring. <clears throat> well, at least the cat didn't come up to her and say "red rum" <laughs> or something like that. Okay, Danny. <laughs> Processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. 
Okay, so my turn. This is uh, called Yaba Returns to Play Ball with Her Human, perhaps because of a Jesus candle. Okay. So the story of Yaba is a typical pet haunting testimonial. <clears throat> Excuse me. On August 30th, 2011, Yaba passed 11 days before her 17th birthday. So she's a pretty old cat. She and owner Maureen were inseparable. Yaba was her rock and the love of her life, aside from her son. One night, Maureen woke up and found her beloved friend had passed away. She was devastated. Desperate and in the throes of grief, Maureen began calling out to Yaba while taking pictures, hoping she could get just a glimpse of the dog spirit in one of her photos. The second picture taken caught an image that looks like a dog. After taking the picture, Maureen made a memorial of the dog with her, with her toys, a rosary, and a Jesus candle. She spoke to her every day as if she were still there. One day, Maureen took out a ball and said, Yaba, here's your ball. Come on, let's play. The ball moved. It was sitting still on the floor and rolled. Then it happened again. She felt something brush against her, though she, though she was alone. She believes it was the ghost of Yaba letting her know all was well, and she's still with her owner in spirit. It was kind of nice. Mm -hmm. So what she got? I have the dog who felt a spirit in the house. <clears throat> and I squeak. Sometimes your dog will notice something that you cannot see, which is very, very creepy. User Koopa Koopa says, <clears throat> my boyfriend and I, uh, my, my, yeah, sorry, my boyfriend and I swear our house is haunted. And if it isn't, then our dog is possessed. This has happened a few times, but I can remember one very clearly because it's far worse than others. She has a habit of waking up in the middle of the night and growling at our doorway. I usually shrug it off as she growls at the slightest creak in the, of the wood. But this night she woke up at 3.33 a.m. on the dot, growled loud enough that they, and started drooling and snarling. She was up on all fours with her head lowered looking at the doorway. I nudged her and told her to knock it off, but she persisted. After about five minutes of this, the TV service cuts out, which we put that on for noise, and it went to white. It went out to static. At this time, my dog lowered herself to bed lying flat, pulled her ears back, and whined. When she slowly moved her head from the doorway to the TV, as if something was walking into the room, the TV shut off as she fixated her gaze upon it. I noped the foot out of there, pulled my comfort over my head, and refused to, to look around until it was daylight. Uh -huh. So there is a cause and effect. <laughs> Sorry. Dog sent something in the room. TV turns off. Mom gets the hell out. <laughs> I believe you. That's it. I'm out. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I've got one called the Benign Creepy Terrier of the Holly Hotel. You know this one because I know you researched it. Um, you want to tell your version or shall I tell you mine? Tell you tell yours. Okay. So the historic Holly Hotel is one of the most notorious haunted places in Michigan. World-famous Ghostbuster Norman Gauthier, a professor of parapsychology, visited the hotel in 1989 and declared the joint loaded with spirits. Since then, many independent groups have investigated the hotel. Numerous visitors have reported smelling cigar smoke and floral perfume and hearing disembodied voices late at night in the halls. I did read some more on this um, in another section, and I almost didn't didn't do it because there was so much about the hotel and so little about the dog. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm going to get into the dog. 
Most striking, however, are continual reports of guests hearing and seeing the spirit of Leona, the dog of former hotel owner, Mr. Hurst. Guests describe the ghost dog as looking similar to a rat terrier. Leona can be heard running down the halls, brushing up against people's legs. Phantom barking is often observed, especially by the early morning chefs. That's so, appar- <laughs> yeah, so apparently this dog likes to frequent the kitchens in the morning. Well, wouldn't you? That's where the good scraps are. Exactly. There's bacon, bacon grease in your, in your nummy bowl. Uh-huh. Definitely. So, My dog can be spoiled eventually. Eggs. <laughs> dogs are dogs. <laughs> Nat gives her dogs eggs. Once at raw eggs once in a while. And you complain about my gas. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Gil and Gil <laughs> and Bella have some rank farts when they like when they have eggs. You want to do a raw egg in the kibble, but that's when you're going to have your dog be indoor outdoor because it helps their coat. Right. Beyond that, but actually, if you do it every day. But if you're going to do it every day, you want the dog outside. Yes, that dog to be outside. Yes. <laughs> oh no, Nat doesn't do this every day. It's once in a while for a treat. Or when they were trying to get uh, maple bacon to eat. Uh-huh. Are we recording still? We're still recording. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nothing's changed. I heard the mouse click, so. <laughs> I was just moving to the next section. Go oh, ahead, Teresa. So the dog who heard something in the garage. Sometimes it can be hard to tell if the dog is barking at someone, just an animal, or something. This story from the user Myro is an example of how scary it can be. I have a golden doodle, and if you know the breed, they're generally really goofy, energetic, happy dogs. My dog is particularly so. She tends to be very submissive, afraid of anything bigger than her, than her head, etc. I've also never heard her growl in my life. One night, I was home alone upstairs on my computer while my dog was downstairs. I suddenly hear some noises coming from the garage below. We sometimes get raccoons or cat visitors coming in the garage because we leave the side door open, so it shouldn't have scared me like it did. But something about the sound really freaked me out because it sounded almost purposeful. I sat up and listened for a few seconds and I heard more noises. I go stand at the top of the stairs and listen more. As soon as I do, my dog stands up from where she's laying, looks directly at me, lets out the creepiest low howl I've ever heard. I could almost feel my blood running out of my face. When I went downstairs, she runs the room leading the garage. I let her in, out the garage and she races to the side area where she proceeds to bark for a solid five minutes. I suspected my imagination was running wild with the noises, and it's probably just an animal. It still gives me chills to think about it. But maybe it wasn't an animal. Maybe it wasn't. If it's pers- purposeful thumping in the garage, could have been somebody breaking in. Could have been someone breaking in. Could have been. Could have... Some animals might, you know, can, can do a bit of, of digging, redecorate, like you said, raccoons. They can redecorate their environment how they want to. I, I, I met a raccoon when I was younger. Yep. <laughs> Smart cuss. Oh, yeah, they are. My mother uh, has a thing with raccoons at her house. She fed the cats outside every night, and it, she started to notice that the raccoons were coming in and stealing the cat food. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, she started feeding Last the raccoons. Last time we were there, I think we saw a skunk. Yes. And my, my, my mother, queen of the outdoor world, apparently, is now feeding raccoons and but skunks. But your stepdad is still the crazy cat lady. This is true. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we love him, and I think it's amazing because, you know, he's a softie when it comes to the feral cats. Yep, he really is. He is. He is, definitely. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll do one more story here. Uh, have you guys heard the story about the amorous ape 
that haunts the British estate? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, numerous ghosts are reported to roam uh, Athelhampton House, which is a large estate in Dorset near Dorchester, England. I hope I said that right. Dorchester. Okay, but perhaps the most famous of all special entities is the ghost of Martin, a pet ape. Um, the, the writer apparently isn't sure about what kind of ape it is. Uh, most of the stories say it's a chimpanzee. Uh, this particular ape belonged to William Martin and his family, who built Athelhampton in 1485. Legend has it, Martin suffered a gnarly fate when he was accidentally sealed up in a room of Athelhampton and died of starvation. Guests of the estate claim they hear Martin scratching at the walls, eager to escape his unintentional tomb. Others, however, <coughs> excuse me, others, however, claim that Martin is an overall happy ghost who expresses his happiness in a rather crude manner. <laughs> Several visitors claim they hear Martin laughing while pleasuring himself. Uh, yeah, I remember the story now. Some say this randy side of the ape comes from his infatuation with one of William Martin's daughters and that she might be responsible for his early demise. Given they claim she locked herself in a room to end her own life following a heartbreak, not knowing Martin had followed her inside. Okay, then. Hence the amorous ape bit. Yep. Okay, then. Yep. Mm -hmm. And actually, he's... <laughs> it, it, I, it's always Randy. It's always Randy Chimps, that's all I know. Yeah, People staying there <coughs> in me. certain rooms sometimes will see him. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah. One too. They'll see him. They'll see Pleasuring him himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy that couldn't keep his hands out of his pants, so they took his hands away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Your show, not mine. I like I that show. I haven't seen it yet, and yeah. It's good. It's funny, isn't anyway, it? Anyway, your turn. My turn. Okay. Um, the area where dogs freak out. When two dogs do something similar in one random spot, you know there's something weird happening. Use your punt against most said. Okay. We used to take our dogs for walks along a fire break behind us out and behind our house. One day we're walking one of them. He was off the leash and running ahead of us, and suddenly it was like something was pushing him aside in the middle, which caused him to start moving sideways until he fell over. We thought it was weird and kind of funny, but we shrugged it off. A couple weeks later, we're taking the other one of our dogs out. Got the same spot. Exact same thing happened to him as well. Look at a creepy feeling in that particular area. Now I think I know why. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you just avoid that area now. You walk the other way with the fire break. There you go. Okay. How about the last? my last story here? Uh, unless I can come up with a few more down the road here, is called All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, on December 30th, 1993, Jan Price suffered a near-fatal heart attack and had a near-death experience. During her NDE, Jan found herself in strange, misty surroundings. Suddenly, her beloved dog, Maggie, was with her. Maggie had passed less than a month before. As Jan recounts, I felt her presence, her love, and she appeared to me as she had when she was in physical form, only younger and more vital. According to Jan, Maggie could speak, in a spiritual way, of course, and said, you know that Daddy can't handle both of us being gone right now. Jan told the dog that she was going back to the land of the living, 
and Maggie promised her when her time came to return to heaven, they would explore wonderful things together. Okay. So it's a little woo-woo, talking dog in heaven, but it's kind of a nice story. I like it. So you got any more? I do. So my next one is a dog who stared at something that wasn't there. This is user Gray1111. Also, is a creepy story about a dog staring at something at seemingly nothing. One night, about two months ago, I was doing some cleaning in our living room when all of a sudden my bulldog, who doesn't make a peep unless she sees something, starts barking full force at the wall. And it was as if she was staring at someone or something that wasn't moving. Now, about our house, it was built from the Sears catalog in the 1920s. It has stayed in the same shape since then. Really? Oh, yeah. You used to be able to get... Yeah, catalog houses was, was a thing. I never knew Sears that. sold oh, yeah. everything. Sears See, literally sold everything. If you could, if you could think of it, Sears sold it. And, and it came on your Wells Fargo. Um, uh, Sears and Roebuck. Yep. yep. So, Sorry. Um, everything is old-fashioned except for our furniture. It has a typical Hollywood spooky basement that I've never felt bad, or that I've never had bad feelings in the house. But you know what they say about dog's instinct. And my dog has always been spot on about people and places since I got her when she was six weeks old. And you said you don't have more stories. I have nope, two more. I'm all out. So I have the dog who is definitely seeing something bad. Uh, my dog back uh, backing up from something that isn't there. No thanks, user. Mr. Fantasmic said. Sorry. Um, fantastic said. I can say this, I swear. My rescue dog sleeps outside, covered in deck, and nice, uh, in a nice dog house. And there have been times when I've seen him bark at nothing and back up as if something was walking towards him. Ever since I can, ever since, uh-huh. Walking as you said you could talk. Was walking towards him since I can see him from my bedroom window. I feel terrible, but I'm always like, nope, you're on your own. Luckily, when I leave for work, he's still alive and all is well. That's the way to do it. It's fair. Okay. Well, it's the important thing. The dog's alive. Uh, dog with the creepy laugh. Sometimes your dog has a creepy trait. User Powerpuff says, My Cocker Spaniel's one particular snore. It sounds like it's a little demon child laughing. In the middle of the night, I hear hee 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 my bed and my eyes fly open. Cats get big rap, big bad rap for being spooky, but this dog definitely has his moment too. Like creepy dog stories from Reddit days of proof. That is a creepy dog. <laughs> it reminds me of the dog and little Nikki. La la la, yep. la 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 la. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, you know what? Ariel makes that noise sometimes. <laughs> she goes la 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 la. No, no, no the, the high pitched <laughs> noise because she's whining. She whines like that sometimes. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Are we? Say I never heard her went la 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 la. No, not, <laughs> la, 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 la. no. If nothing the dog starts to la 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 la, I'm, I'm that, not that, visiting. Yeah, she'll be in that kennel and she will not come out ever. Yeah, we'll just throw things at <laughs> we'll her. Just throw meat at her and say sorry. Here, food. Here, food. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Um, so that's that's all my stories there. Now I have other stories. I'm trying to find good ones. Okay. Um, um, like, uh, cats have nine lives. What? Cats have nine lives. Some do. Some don't. In many countries in Asia, it's said that cats have nine lives. Do you believe it? A few years ago, my grandma had a cat in the countryside. Sad to say, it had in incautiously eaten the leftover food with rat poison in the feed room. Foaming at the mouth, it was dead. 
After confirmation that it was dead, Grandma dug a pit and buried it. After that, with her trowel, she smoothed the oil flat and patted it firm. Overnight, there was rain. I got up, seeing in the morning that the cat was that was dead last night was squatting at the front door. That's life number one. Just got or pet cemetery images in my <laughs> uh -huh. head. Yeah, church clawing at the door. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, buddy, you're an outdoor cat now. Exactly. You ain't <laughs> coming in the house. Uh, another one's called Toy. A year after my beloved dog's death, I moved. One day I came back to my old house to take something. When I entered the house, <coughs> sorry, uh, I just want to, uh, I just went to sit on the sofa to rest for a while instead of taking things at first. As I sat down, a basketball on the other side of the room rolled towards my feet. The second floor is out of the sun, and the windowsill in the dining room, so the windows don't blow. Um, in so the ball wouldn't roll to the living room, but that ball was my cat's favorite playing toy before his death. Okay. A uh, lost face. One day I was alone and testing my new web camera. My dog Peter ran towards me, barking and growling behind me. At that time I was trying to face the direction function of my camera. When it detects a face, a paper bag will appear on the screen and identify the face, similar to ghost monitoring. When Peter was barking, I saw a floating paper bag on the screen behind me, behind my shoulder, vanishing in a few seconds. So the dog was barking. A thing behind him, and the computer camera recognized a face and put a paper bag over it, and it moved behind and then disappeared. Okay, the last thing I saw that had a paper bag over its head was the unknown comic back in the 70s. Yes, I'm dating myself, but still, <laughs> but still, you know, I, paper bag. Well, it's 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 an app that, that you know. For this thing, it says you know paper bag is put on it by auto you know auto face finding it puts it mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. Now I've seen ones where if it tracks a face, it'll put you know, dog ears and stuff. Right. So same idea, just. Well, it reminds me of what they're using for ghost hunting now. It used to be the te the technology for like the the Xbox. And yeah. The, you know, where it actually shows a figure if it senses something's there. Yeah, stick, Sorry, stick figures or wire figures in. Yeah, wire frames it. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Okay, the next one is Mysterious Event. It is said that a man who used to live in our apartment mysteriously disappeared and hasn't been found for 30 years. Every pet we keep is weird. Our dogs never bark. The cat will disappear in the room for no reason and come back and, and come back out again. Our dog seems to have been abused before adoption. He often screams at the air and turns circles. It seems it seems around a strange circles. It seems around a stranger actually there's no one there. Even more frightening is that when I take a shower, I can feel someone looking at me. When I finish and open the door, I'll find the cat staring outside the door like a guard. Anyway, I'm protected. Unless you're in the shower, Unless the cat's on the other side. Yeah. Vietnam, Meanwhile, you got ghost perverts sitting there watching you shower. <laughs> maybe you could sweet talk the cat into coming in the shower or coming in the bathroom. Come in the bathroom, maybe the ghost pervert will go away. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, our, our fuzzy fur balls. At my house, will join you in the bathroom and attempt to join you in the shower while hating water. We had a couple like that. Adri liked to, you know, when she'd be in the bath, you know, our cat. When uh, we lived in Rancho, she. Our cat Ursa would join her in Ursa the tub. Ursa Minor, yeah, she'd walk the thing and occasionally she'd fall in with me and I'd get clawed. But uh, but she always wanted to be in there with you while you were showering. She was scared that I was going to drown or something. I'm, I'm theorizing, but yeah. Forever she, I had to go. be there watching me. Forever and ever ago, to the tune of 20-some-odd years, 
Himali and Antigone, not Antigone, Himali and um, Azrael would, would, as would join you in the shower, ask Michael about, you know, as and her, her stealing abilities. Uh, and Himali at first was because I would bottle bathe the kittens. All cats I have are bottle bathed. And they get used to getting monthly baths so they don't tear me into, you know, looking so nice. Right. You also clip their nails, don't you? Never had to because well, they were, you know, my cat, at least Himali, would, would you know, be all over the, the, the cat scratch post. Oh. And like, but it was always a rope scratch post, so she would just, you know, rip her nails to shreds. But you know, she had no problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Flashbacks. Yep. Cool. More? Uh, sure. I have none. <laughs> if you have more, go for it. Midnight sound. My dog is called Bella, and at night she will sleep with me and my husband on the bed. A few weeks ago, I was having insomnia in the middle of the night, and when I was about to finally fall asleep, I heard a man's voice saying, Hi. I ignored it and tried to fall asleep again. In this moment, I heard the man's voice shouting, Hi. Shocked to me. Bella screamed to hear as well, or seemed to hear as well, staring at the ceiling and growling. A few days before, the same event happened again. Kind of like a sound of knocking in the door from behind, and a door from behind the wall. Bella heard it too. Maybe Peter is a real Snoopy. Who knows? I don't know who Peter's supposed to be. Maybe he's the shower pervert. <laughs> <laughs> More? Sure. Mysterious predictive power. When I was a kid, we had a big cat called Leo. Someday... I was watching TV, and he started yelling at me and looking at the top of my head. I ignored him. Two minutes later, he jumped out, jumped on our china cabinet, and I knew that it was off limits. Not only that, but he also scuttled between various porcelain and crystal bowls, swinging his tail while whining. Finally, I had to get up and hug him so he didn't break anything. Just as I caught him and wanted to teach him, there was a loud noise behind me. The wooden cabinet full of dolls and the, on the wall fell heavily. Which happened to hit this position where I was just sitting. Saved by the mark. Yep. You could probably hear the, the uh, screws failing. Uh -huh. They hear things we can't. Mm -hmm. Yep. Grandfather's watch. After the death of my husband's grandfather, his old things were put into the basement. When we organized his relics, we discovered one of his watches. From the day we took the watch out of the basement, our chihuahua sat on a chair and yelled at the room where we put the watch every day until we sold the watch. Then he returned to normal. Have you ever heard a chihuahua yell? Yes. Yes. On a nightly basis, <coughs> when a squirrel or rat gets caught by Dusty and Dobby wanted to kill it, but Dusty killed it first, damn dog yells like he's being stabbed <laughs> by yeah. Stephen King's It. Oh my god, the dog. I love I love the dog, but but there but are days. There are there mm. Yep. Yeah, and you can't just say stop. You have to go out there and physically what the heck is wrong with you? Right, right. Well, at least you you know, it's not like having palms where you they bark at any little noise. Especially when you're coming through the front door. Well, I, I think it gets worse the older. Two he seconds gets. after you've left, though, you're coming back and rah, 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 rah. it's like you just saw me. The, the older he gets, the more he, <laughs> he he doesn't see or doesn't hear what's going on, and see he just keeps barking because he's a lunatic. But that's okay. <laughs> Go figure. His name is Dobby for a reason. 
And he's just a little senile. <laughs> little. <laughs> so got, it, got any more? Yes, that breath you all So I have underground loft. When I was 12 years old, we had the first dog in my home. When I was sleeping, he was always he always guarded me. After a few years, my parents had another child, and I needed to move to the underground loft. My dog refused to go down. When I pulled him into my room, he would mourn and scream at the door until I let him out. Later, then we got another dog. Decided to let the old dog sleep with me, but the same thing happened. He was too. He was also particularly interested. Sorry, particularly resistant to going to the underground loft. If forced, if I forced him to stay here, he would cry while while grabbing at the door. Okay. Something is in the your your underground loft that sounds like a basement to me, and the dog's like, uh, no. Dog doesn't like being in the basement. <laughs> Don't put me in the ground. Don't put me in the ground. I'm still alive. <clears throat> Murder case, go fig. A murder occurred in a neighbor's house. One day, after about a month, I walked my, with my dog to the nearby street. We were When we were walking, my dog suddenly turned and stopped in front of that house. She stood there staring at the house. I had to drag her away. That event scared me. When, when the dog sees, it's probably the neighbor's still there. Probably. The dog's like, but I know you're. there's something wrong here. Well, here's the thing, though. That dog was outside, stopped because something inside got its attention. Mm -hmm. Dogs don't usually do that. You know, if somebody's inside their house, the dog won't necessarily stop to see what's going on. True. So that's doubly weird. In that Unless the dog had a good rep with the, the neighbor beforehand. Maybe the dog was checking. Maybe. I mean, I no. know that, yeah, once again, Christopher, I know that he would, would check on the neighbors as we walked by. Right. But then again, that dog lived in the same house for eight years. And these were people he and knew. These were people he when the the day that he and I escaped the house and we went for a, the same route walk around the neighborhood that he took every night with my mom. Uh -huh. Yeah, the, this dog knew every damn neighbor, <laughs> almost okay. on a first name basis. Okay. Um, history under the tiles. A few years ago, we lived in a famous house in San Pedro, California. And a lot of things happened. But the most spooky thing that we adopt was that we adopted a stray dog. Never had it. He never had a voice until one day. He stopped at the bathroom, sorry, at the bottom of the basement stairs, and screamed at the ceiling. When we turned over the tiles and happened to turn a stack of newspaper clippings that recorded all people who had died from all the murders, suicides, and accidents since the 1950s, the dog knew there was a cache there. And scared him. Okay. Um, Too bad the dog didn't find the money instead, though. Yeah, true. And my last two were small. Someone at home. Once our cat suddenly jumped up while sleeping, running to, running to the restaurant, screaming in a in a corner. My mom said, "There are some people at home." So she took some prayer supplies and began to pray. At we all really heard something ran down the stairs, but actually there's no one there. Both of us got scared that day. This, would have been nice to have translated properly. I'm guessing that they're at the restaurant, and the cat freaks out, and by by doing the prayer uh, prayer supplies, sounds like it's an Asian thing, lighting off joss paper. Mm -hmm. Maybe the restaurant's down or downstairs and lives upstairs. Could be. But yeah, that's that's kind of creepy. A little bit. And the last one is my husky. Every time as my husky swung asleep, 
I secretly rip apart a snack bags and, and, and openly and suddenly his paws on my lap. Dog's falling asleep. You're going to have a snack? Thank you. I'll have that. There you go. That's it. That wasn't very scary. That's okay. But that's, that's what I have. Okay, well, that might have been your last story, but not to be outdone. Yep, yep, yep. Adri tonight is going to be doing her short on a phantom animal. Yay. So, <laughs> let her rip, Adri. My story comes from Weird Encounters book that is one of my favorites. Uh, it's The Phantom Feline of Fairport by James A. Willis. Fairport Harbor, Ohio, on the eastern bank of Lake Erie, is home to two lighthouses, one of which holds the unusual distinction of being home to ghosts of both the two- and four-legged variety. The original Fair Fairport Harbor Lighthouse was erected in 1825, crowned with an octagonal iron lantern. The tower stood roughly 30 feet high. Next to the lighthouse, a two-story home was built for the lighthouse keeper and his family. A mere 43 years after the first building was completed, it was decided that both structures needed to be rebuilt and when the construction was completed in 1871, the new lighthouse was an imposing 60 feet tall, double the size of the original. The first headkeeper of the Fairport Harbor Lighthouse was Captain Joseph Babcock, who lit the new lighthouse for the first time August 11, 1871. He moved himself, his wife Mary, and their young family into the house next to the lighthouse. And over the years, several children were born there. Sadly, their son Robbie died at the tender age of five, just months after the family moved in. The lighthouse was decommissioned in 1925 and slated for demolition, but because of local protests, it was left standing alone and abandoned. Fourteen years later, the Coast Guard officially took control of the building and turned the lighthouse into a maritime museum, and that's when things started to get interesting. Ghosts of the Lighthouse. As soon as people started moving artifacts into the museum and cleaning it up, they began feeling that they were not alone. What started out as a general sense of unease grew over the years until many people began to sense the melancholy presence of a young boy. Although he is felt throughout the building, his favorite spot appears to be the first floor hallway of the museum. Many believe the ghost is that of little Robbie, Robbie Babcock. Cock. I can talk, really. But if the stories are true, Robbie's ghost is not alone. When Captain Babcock operated the lighthouse, his wife reportedly bedridden on what is now the second floor of the museum. To help alleviate his wife's spirits while she was sick, the captain gave her several cats. When Mary Babcock passed away, her husband continued to care for the remaining cats, with one exception. According to the legend, shortly after Mary died, her favorite feline, a big gray kitty, disappeared. After several days of searching, the captain gave up and the cat was never seen again, at least not alive. Many years later, museum curator Pamela Brent was given permission to live in the upstairs quarters where the Babcock family once resided. Shortly after moving in, Brent heard her staff whispering about a ghostly gray cat roaming the building. After initially dismissing the reports, Brent herself caught a glimpse of the feline phantom darting back and forth across the kitchen floor. Things got even stranger when one night she felt something jump onto her bed. She could feel the weight of a cat pressing down on her, but there was nothing in sight. Still, many people dismissed the idea of the feline phantom until one afternoon in 2001, someone decided to venture into the basement. Grizzly Discovery. In late 2000, Lighthouse trustees decided to air, 
to air condition the house, and the following spring, Brian Smith, one of the men installing plumbing for the new system, went down into the basement while climbing into a tight crawl space to run plumbing over the air conditioning system. Smith caught a glimpse of something to his left, the face of a mummified cat staring back at him. That's a nice picture. Once he overcame his initial shock, Smith gathered up the courage to remove the feline from the dark, damp crawl space. Even though the cat appeared to be well over 100 years old, it was completely intact, right down to the claws and whiskers. Not knowing what to do with the mummy, Smith simply left it on the basement steps for the lighthouse staff to frightfully discover later. That's nice. The mummified cat was initially put on display in the museum, propped up among the other memorabilia, but it began to creep out both the patrons and the employees, so it was removed, and then it vanished. For several years, rumors were found abounded that the mummified cat had been lost or thrown away, but in 2007, it was discovered inside a giant glass case in the mayor's office. (laughs) Okay. In the spring of 2008, the remains of the cat were moved back into the Lighthouse Museum, but its return has done little to appease the phantom feline, which is still spotted from time to time roaming the halls of the museum. The young boy's ghost is still felt in the hallway, too, so between a ghost cat and a ghost boy and the mummified cat remains, there's no telling who or what you might bump into when you visit this haunted lighthouse of Fairport Harbor. Fairport Harbor Marine Museum and Lighthouse, 129 2nd Street, Fairport, Ohio, Fairport Harbor, Ohio, 44077, www.ncweb.com.org.fh. L-H. And why would they put it in the, from the lighthouse into the mayor's office except to mess with the mayor? Somebody had it out for a mayor. All I know is that cut got around found more more than dead than it did alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just so people know, there is a picture of the of, of a mummified cat in the book. Just so people understand what I was talking yeah, about. Nice picture. It looks pretty bad, yeah. Okay, I think we wrecked this podcast enough for one night. What do you think? Uh, I don't think we wrecked it. I think we had a really good, long podcast. I think we tried to wreck it on several occasions. <laughs> yeah, I got a potty mouth tonight. But we had fun. And that's the important thing. But that's what this worse... podcast is all about, is us having fun, exactly. telling spooky stuff. And... There were worse things I could have said, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I cuss like a trucker. That's for your podcast, not this one. Trucker slash sailor. Speaking yeah. of which, we're going to try and get you back on your podcast. Now that I'm not working. Yeah. I don't not want to work. I just. I but you don't also don't not want a podcast. I want a podcast. Double negatives. Whatever works. Yeah, something. We know that double negatives and double positives can can make the opposite things. Yeah. But can a double right. negative and a double positive cancel each other out? Never mind. Darn it. That's for another. That's for another deal. <laughs> Anyway, Are just to remind you, you to start talking about reality being 15 seconds behind. No, that's something for me and Mike to talk about later. My friend Mike. But anyway, next week, just as a reminder, we are going to have Lyle Blackburn on. Yay! Musician, actor, producer. Renaissance man. Definitely Renaissance man. Uh, and an authority on the, the folk monster of Boggy Creek. Yep. Um, we could have him on several times about all the stuff yeah. he's involved Oh, author in. as well. He's written several books, too. So, look forward to seeing him. Or seeing him. Sorry, hearing. it's a podcast. Hearing him. <laughs> a 
on the podcast next week. Until then, well, folks. We could see him. We could do a video chat session with him. Well, yeah, but we they can't. Him, but they can't. <laughs> I don't want to be disingenuous to our audience, of course. But anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show and our and our silliness. Uh, until until next week, stay spooky and of course, cue the, the gremlin. What in the Podcast is a part of the What in the Podcast network and is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other great podcast formats. You can find us on Facebook at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. If you have a great story idea or have a personal paranormal event that you want to share with us, email us at whatinthepodcast at gmail.com with your story, or you can leave us a voice message by clicking the link in the episode description. If you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to leave us a review and rate us five stars. It doesn't seem like much, but it helps us more than you can imagine. What in the Podcast is also made possible thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. Thanks for listening.